Hello everyone, Rachel Freeman Sowers here, and I decided I wanted to hop on here. I've been hopping on here pretty much every Thursday at 10 a.m. and um, just talking about radical visibility and really wanting to engage in conversations with people who are wanting to become more radically visible. Now, if you haven't ever found my channel before or you're watching for the first time, again, my name is Rachel Freeman Sowers and I am a licensed psychotherapist and visibility coach. And really my passion is about helping LGBTQ plus communities and neurodiverse communities, people in those communities and women really become bold in the expression of themselves, their mission and their truth in business and in life. So if you're someone that's hopping on here and you're like, I don't have a business and yet you feel yourself being held back by something and you want to begin to really speak your truth. You're really wanting to begin to be yourself a hundred percent of the time because it is possible then I would love to have you stick around here. In all of my work as a psychotherapist and all of my PhD education and now really working um, with people becoming visible and really becoming comfortable in their own skin, it is the work that I am most passionate about. And the reason I really focus on radical visibility, first, let me tell you what radical visibility is. You know, radical visibility doesn't mean that you're out there everywhere and you're all these things. And it doesn't, it, radical visibility is truly whatever you define it to be in your life. So I just got done doing this beautiful interview. I have a show and podcast. It's called Road to Radical Visibility. And it's really where we have conversations that are real and raw and honestly so powerful and interesting interviews that really empower people to become and be themselves 100% of the time in their businesses and in their lives. And as, as we move through this world, um, this in my interview with Jane Mann, who is going to, um, it's going to air probably in about two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we talked about how what is needed to become radically visible, not really to other people first, but to ourselves, to truly see ourselves, to truly look into the deepest parts of ourselves and say, I see that, um, is takes a lot of courage to come from the heart. And I'm wondering if you guys have ever had moments in your life and even in your business where you've said, no, I'm not going to be doing that. Or, you know, my mentor and I for a really long time have talked about, um, yes, please. And no, thank you. And really truly in finding yourself again and really discovering how you want to be in the world energetically, how you want to interact in the world with other people and interact with yourself in the world it really is about defining what we want to say yes, please to, and what we want to say no, thank you to. And so as we're on this journey to radical visibility, everybody is on it. It doesn't matter if you have just started business. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for years. It doesn't matter if, hello, everyone that's joining, please make sure to say hello. It doesn't matter if um, you're this high-level CEO professional or someone that is in middle management or someone that is just starting out at a company, no matter where you are, radical visibility can be yours. And the beautiful part of this is that it's not about a competition or a comparison. Radical visibility is really deciding what you want, how you want to move about in the world, um, and how 
you're tired. I don't know about you, but honestly, I was tired of conforming. I was like, F this. I don't want to conform to other people's expectations, other people's standards, being a part of the LGBTQ plus community, so much religious trauma. Just so you know, I just did um, a recording on the three types of trauma that keep us from being ourselves. You can find that on my YouTube channel, Rachel Freeman Sowers. Um, but all of the religious trauma, the societal trauma, the generational trauma, when we find ourselves being unsatisfied, it is a sign to us to say like, hey, hey, Rachel, hey, well, you know, whoever, it's time. It's time for me to let go, to release, really take it from our ownership and let it go and say, I appreciate all those times that you kept me safe. I appreciate the things that you did to help me get to this point. And now I'm saying thank you very much and no thank you anymore. Like I'm letting that go. I don't need and it's don't need it. It's no longer a helpful thing for me to be living my life. There are so many times um, I remember um, when I was small and highly involved in the church. I mean, we like went like four times, four times a week, if not more. Let me know if you can relate to this story. We're going all the time and um, I've been Southern Baptist. I've been conservative Baptist. I've been conservative Christian. I don't know. I went to a Christian school, private school. All of those things had to wear dresses. Um the first time I kissed a girl was in the fourth grade. And I remember that experience. And I was like, what is, what am I doing? I mean, in the fourth grade, I already knew, oh, thank you so much. I already knew that there was something different. But the fact of the matter is, is that I had to keep that under wraps. I knew that everybody around me would think that if I did that, that first of all, the big deal is what you're told is that you're going to go to hell. The second thing was, is that so much shame. So I felt so sh ashamed. And in those moments, I was like, why can't I? In the fourth grade, in those times, I was like, why can't I just be myself? Why can't I love the people I want to love? Right. And in from that early conditioning, I was like, shove down, shove down, shove down. And I was like, hey, that's enough. Right. And I didn't even come out until I was 24. And maybe I'll share that story. But in that radical visibility, even in those moments when I was younger, I I wanted to be more radical but I did the things that didn't really help me do that. You know, I maybe sought attention or did other things that, that weren't helpful to me because that is what I was told. I was told like, here's your box. I can't make a box with my hands like that. <laughs> here's your box. Stay in there because if you don't, bad things are going to happen to you. I wonder if you've ever heard that. I wonder if there's been a time in your life when you literally just shrunk back down. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's been in your job. Um, you know, I've been in the mental health field for a very long time. I was working with mental health people. I was in chronic pain and I, my hip replacement was dysfunctional. And these are just different areas where this can happen. And what happened was my boss said to me, well, it seems like you've changed. I mean, this is a mental health professional. 
And I said, yes, I have changed because I am in pain. And if, if you're in the mental health field, you know that the mind and body are not separate. And what happens in our body affects our emotions. It helps, it affects how we respond to the world. It affects how we engage in our own lives. Right? So that's like a professional example. I've been told in my profession, you can't see them now, but I have, I probably have like 10 tattoos. And, um, when I first got a therapeutic job working for an agency, they told me, you know, you're going to really have to cover those up because, you know, we don't want to offend people. And in all actuality, I was like, I'm not covering these up because I'm doing home visits and these people can see my tattoos and know that I am not the CPS worker way back when come to take their children away. And I can, they can relate to me because they understand why you would do that. Right. The other thing is I used to, I love acknowledging multi parts of myself. This is a part of radical visibility that maybe you can associate with. So parts of me sometimes like to wear dresses. I hardly do it anymore, but I will do it sometimes. Um, I dress the majority I call part of me is like sporty spice. I love that. I'm usually in a tank top, some jewelry and a jacket. You know, you'll find me in tank top and shorts the majority <laughs> of the time. I love dressing up in like more masculine or um, more um, like ties or shirts. And I sometimes I love wearing heels. I love I love being all parts of myself. And I think sometimes when we look at radical visibility, we've only been taught in our lives to be one way and kind of breaking breaking apart from that. And it's almost like you shed these layers that have been put upon you. I wonder how many of you can relate to that. How many of you can relate that all of this stuff has been placed upon you and there's just little beautiful seed waiting to come out saying, I want to come out. I want to come out. I don't want to be covered by all the other bullshit that has been taught to me that isn't even mine. And when we talk about generational trauma and familial trauma, coming out and being radically visible, and I don't mean coming out as an LGBTQ person or whatever that is. Like it doesn't, I'm not talking about coming out in that way, but I'm talking about coming out with your truth. (laughs) Saying, daring and having the courage from your heart because you know it's not where you want to come from, where you want to operate from. When someone tries to pull you back into that dysfunctional pattern, you're like, oh, no, thank you. And I wonder if you're willing to do just a mini little exercise with me right now to to imagine something that you really, truly yearn and desire to say no thank you to. So if you just identify that just right now and you imagine yourself saying no thank you to that. Notice what comes up into the body. Notice that maybe there's some fear there. Let me know in the comments too, if you're watching, let me know what comes up for you. These are the parts of radical visibility that when when we have someone, um, wherever we seek support from, and hopefully you'll find my channel very supportive, um, where someone can help us and just kind of hold us and say, I've got you, right? I see and I hear you. And the way that you begin to speak your truth begins because you know who you are inside. 
And when we begin to develop our radical visibility, what really happens is that we no longer become dependent on external circumstances or stimulants to make us feel a certain way. So sometimes in business, it looks like, um, it looks like I'm not going to buy into the online world's way of doing things. So if you're just joining, it's Rachel Freeman's Hours. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm really talking about, we're exploring radical visibility, how that looks and the courage that it takes to have that um, and how you can get more of that. Radical visibility is just the process of you becoming more aware to yourself and then speaking your truth and being 100% you, no matter what is happening in your business and in your life. So if we go back to radical visibility in business, it's saying like everyone, let's just say on this platform, everyone says you have to post like six times a day. Well, I, there's, I, I don't feel like right now I need to be posting six times a day, but I'm not going to let that fear overtake my own knowing and my own truth for me right? It can also look like all of these coaches or all of these people are doing it that way. And this is the formula for success. I'm here to tell you, you are the formula to your success. I'm just going to repeat that one more time. You are the formula to your success. The formula is getting to know yourself. The formula is understanding the way you want to interact in the world. It is you feeling like you are fulfilling your life's purpose, whatever that means to you, whether it's in a professional capacity, whether it's in an entrepreneurial capacity, whether it's in a personal capacity. I remember when I came out, um, I was about 24 and, um, my mom, bless her, you know, my mom has come so far and I don't know if you've had any experiences like this, but when I came out, um, I told her, I was like, okay, well, I'm gay. Um, I'm lesbian. <laughs> and um, she's she looked at me. And at that point in time, I had um, a two and a half year old and I've never been married. Um, and she said, well, what's going to happen to your kid? What's going to happen to Beth? And I said, well, she's still going to have me as her mom. And we're just going to move through this together. And in those moments, it's really about the radical visibility I had and the trust I had to taking my own path, no matter what that meant. Because it did mean that people didn't understand. It did mean that even in my town right now, there, I don't walk down the street holding my wife's hand necessarily. There, there, there are environmental things that, that allow us um, to be conditioned the way they are, we are. And these traumas that come up for us, these, these things that have been given to us that aren't our own truth. Radical visibility is really about finding your own truth. And as we move through this world, it, it is about following our heart. I have clients all the time that I work with and we work on what would it, what is it that you are wanting? What is it that you are truly desiring from the deepest parts of you? And we look at how oftentimes we don't recognize or don't acknowledge some of the more difficult things that are happening or the things that we have done because we assign the way, the places we have messed up, you know, we've messed up, we've done something wrong, we've made a wrong decision. We take those things on and what we did 
means something about our identity. And I'm here to let you know that the bad things that you have done don't mean anything really about you. But we take that on as our identity and then we want to shove those away. But when we have the courage and this brave heart to really look at these things and say, I see you and this is what I did then, you know, how about all the guilt that comes, not only if you're a parent, but maybe you've done something to somebody else. And especially if you're a highly sensitive person and empathic person, this becomes really difficult because empathic people and highly sensitive people often take on the energies of others. So that makes us feel more introverted retreat more within ourselves and say, I'm just not enough. Nothing I do is right. Every time I try and make a move for myself or every time I try and speak my truth, what really happens is I don't feel good about it. And and when we say, these are the things that I've done, this is the thing that I've claimed as my identity. And now this is what I now want to claim as my identity the the pattern ways of being i call them neurological pattern ways of being are the things that we say like i'm a mom or this is have you ever heard someone say or even have you said it cuz i've said it so let's just be real about that whole thing um <laughs> this is just who i am well it's only who we are until we're not that way anymore until we choose not to be that way anymore now i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying that oh my gosh at the um Twinkle of a nose like Samantha, the teenage, oh, that's the teenage witch, but the original show. Now I'm just dating myself. Or like with the snap of a finger, like, like it's going to be done. But when we unattach the patterned way of being from who we are, we now open the door to all of the possibilities. And I call it playing with possibility. You now open the door to possibility. Like, what if, you know, I went and um, was lucky enough to go to a conference where the leading um, um, neurobiologist um, in the country spoke. And I went up to him and asked him afterwards, I said, you know, I'm working with people. And can you just tell me the number one thing that I can do to help them entertain the entertain the idea that there's something else out there? Because we become stuck because what's safe is all the things that we have been doing. Our body tells us it's safe. And when we go out of that zone or go out of our comfort zone, so to speak, our body's like, danger, danger, Will Robinson. And it releases the hormones that we had the last time we felt that way and therefore tells us we're in that exact same space. So what we really need to do is create some really healthy doubt. And play with the possibility that there is something else out there. That there is a different way. That honestly, I'll just say it, and people may not agree, that I can have my cake and I can eat it too. I don't know about you, but my ADD brain, my ADHD brain, whenever someone says I have to do something, whenever someone says I have to do it, I'm like, "Mm, nah, no, I don't have to do it that way. Now, I'm not saying that's always helpful. (laughs) But what I am saying is that that's real for my ADHD brain. The other thing that happens is that when someone tells me you can't, my Taurus horns go straight down and I'm like, "Mm, don't tell me. I was going to junior college, single mom, recently had my daughter. And um, this teacher, I had to quit school so I could go back and earn money. 
And the teacher's like, well, if you quit now, you're never going to go back. And I was like, oh, hell no, you don't get to determine my future. You don't get to tell me what I will and what I won't do. And that story has stuck with me. I mean, like I'm 49 now. That was literally like when I was 22, 23. That sticks in my mind because in that moment I was like, "Mm -mm, no way, no way are you determining my future. And now that I have two degrees later and a half of a PhD so far, like that, I just want to go back to that person like, mm, yeah, see, don't do that to people and how we learn to do that to ourselves. So I guess this whole entire life has just been about how I'm hoping each one of you can show up even more in your life, even more the way that you want to and to hopefully empower you to believe that if you're feeling stuck that there is something different there's a possibility to play with the possibility that this is not how it needs to be now there this is a very much a layered approach so I want to be completely um realistic and say, you know, it is layers. But if you've been struggling, I hope that you'll follow my page. I hope that you'll allow yourself to be empowered and inspired to just play with the possibility that you can be a hundred percent of yourself in your life and your business, independent of what other people feel or think about you or what you're doing or how you're living your life. Because I'm here to tell you that we need every single person, especially in the LGBTQ community, LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community, in the neurodiverse community, and in the female community to be being themselves. This is why I love TikTok so much too. I love TikTok because people are truly able to be themselves here. And I hope that you have felt empowered to to dive deeper into your own knowing and and truly into your own desires and live the life um, that you want and have the business if you're an entrepreneur or even have the career that you want. All in this video, like I end every single video and just really asking you, please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. Please make sure to stay true and be you with all the love and gratitude from me to you. Thank you very much. I'll see you all later.